writers. Welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emily. And today uh, we want to talk about some thoughts about traditional and self-publishing paths. Um, this is my rant that yeah, I get to bring. It's Rachel's turn to rant <laughs> my for 2024. <laughs> that I get to bring to you today. Um, and it's, um, okay, here's how this started. So I have briefly told Emily what I'm going to talk about, but let me just jump right into my rant. Um, I was scrolling social media a couple days ago, maybe last week, I don't know, and I came across this post that was like, here are the reasons why I will never self-publish. And as like a self-published author, I was really interested in that. So I read the post and um, it had a lot of reasons that I just kind of fundamentally disagreed with and felt like were not only like factually inaccurate about the differences between traditional and self-publishing, but also like didn't – they felt a little icky to me and that they didn't really seem mm-hmm. like they were coming from the right place. Um, so I want to talk about this because it, it, you are going the traditional path. I am going the mm-hmm. self-published path. We have worked with Currently, writers. at this moment. At this moment. Time. At this moment. Um, we have worked with writers who have gone down both paths. We work with agents like not only – also, in your capacity of having an agent, we also, like, work with agents in the ca- mm-hmm. capacity of editing. Like, we have a pretty good finger on the pulse of the industry. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about this because yeah, um, I care so much about, like, an author's ability to choose the path that works for them. And yeah. it makes me really prickly when I see what feels like inaccurate criticisms about each of the different publishing paths. So before we dive in, like I feel like I really have to make it clear before I go on this rant that I do not care which publishing path you choose and that if you have a preferred publishing path, more power to you. Like if you prefer to go self-publishing just because that's what you want, amazing. If you prefer to go traditional because it's your dream, amazing. Like I support you 100% in which path you choose. But what really grinds my gears is when I see like information put out on the internet that is wrong or Mm -hmm. according to my viewpoint, wrong, and is also like coloring or showing other people, like making other people think about one of these paths in a way that's just not true. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to rant about it for a second because um, this post, as I said, was definitely criticizing the self-publishing path. Um, And I have a- So what was it? What did it, what was it actually saying? Like, and if I'm getting ahead of myself. No, that's okay. It was basically- You can pause me. I'm curious. No, the post was saying I, the it was like a trending audio for a reel. So mm. I think the post was using that reel, like the trending audio to um, like fit with what they wanted to talk about. And then the, the message was like, these are the reasons why I will never self-publish. And it was like three or four like main reasons. And the first one- the first main reason that like was the one that really struck me a little um struck me a little off was that this person said that so, that traditional publishing is and i quote cuz i think it's important the standard of excellence but they went on to say yeah they went on to Sorry, say that, that like makes me nauseous yeah that like traditional publishing is like the aiming for if you want to write a good book and like traditional publishing sets the level of like what good books are and like what 
yeah. amazing, you know, books that want to be read, like those are traditional published books. And it like had this air of superiority and a little bit of like elitism that if you wanted to write a good book, like it needed to be published by a traditional publisher. Um, and obviously I have a lot of problems with that because I myself so think I write like great books. But I also feel like if you're going to call something the quote standard of excellence, there needs mm-hmm. to actually be like a meaning to that phrase. And this yeah. this may be coming from some of my background working in like the legal department and marketing language. But like that means nothing. Standard of excellence means nothing because there is no standard. What is yeah. what is what is a well, basically what they're saying is that if you go trad, that means somebody has anointed you. Right. Mm-hmm. They've said, like, you meet the standard of excellence. And so therefore I shall publish your book. Right. And so what this person is saying is that you're not allowed to anoint yourself. You're not allowed to say my book is worth sharing. Yeah. You're not allowed to, like, decide to have control over your own career path. Right. Like mm-hmm. this person is saying that in order to be a good author, you have to, like, sell your book to somebody else. Yes. And that just is its fundamentally untrue. It's not true. And like I have read – I have read amazing traditionally published books. I have also read pretty terrible traditionally yeah. published books. I've read amazing, amazing self-published books. And I've also read pretty terrible self-published books. Like I don't understand what that phrase means in the sense of content because you can't obje- – you can't objectify – the content to say this is a state this meets a standard yeah but and that's why we do fall back to then thinking okay well then it's a pick me attitude like traditional picked me that's this or traditional picks people that means they are the best of the best and so that means they are the best books that come out and there's all other sorts of things associated with a traditional public chain, like working with an agent, working with an editor, looking, working with a house, that like if all those people look at your book, you're guaranteed to have like a better it's book. It's not true. It's not true. Exactly. No. So like this is where I'm looking at it and I'm like if I were someone who didn't know, who wasn't confident in my decision to go self the self-publishing route, I would read that and be like, oh, if I self-publish, my book must be worse. Mm-hmm. I think that's bullshit. I think that's yeah. bullshit. And I also think it's bullshit to have that expectation in any capacity. Again, some most traditional books are really solid. Of course they are. But that doesn't mean that self-published books aren't going to be fucking amazing too. And yeah. they're like case in point, some of the best books I've ever read are self-published books like mm-hmm. Carissa Broadbent and her series yeah. um The Serpent in the Wings of Night. And then LJ Andrews, which has written an amazing self-published mm-hmm. series like there are some very solid authors that have self-published their books and who just prefer that prefer that path yeah. um so calling it like the standard of excellence um and makes me upset and sad for someone who might look at that and be like i will only be good if i am traditionally published uh, mm-hmm. and i think that's harmful like a really difficult so narrative harmful. to yeah, internalize. Yeah, because there's, I mean, there's so many myths. There's like myths that self-published books aren't edited, which like, yeah, no shade on you if you decide to publish your book and it wasn't edited, right? right? Like you, that that does not mean that you didn't write 
an incredible book, right? But mm-hmm. the myth that because it's self-published means it didn't have eyes on it is just also fundamentally untrue. Mm-hmm. Like the only difference between the two paths is the amount of control that you have. Mm-hmm. Is the is like who is calling the shots on certain aspects of the production of your story, mm-hmm. right? And and that doesn't like someone like Carissa Broadbent, she's got editors, right? Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. has she goes through the same steps that someone from my understanding um, and I could have a, a, I follow her, so I like see what <laughs> she does, but I could be wrong, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she follows all the same basic steps through the production of her story that, you know, any traditional author would. It's just a different, it's just a, a different way of organizing those steps. It's a different business decision. Yeah. And I always come back to that. It's a business decision. It has nothing to do with the quality of your craft. It has nothing to do with the quality of the book. It has no, like nothing to do with any of those things. It just has to do with like how the business is structured. Yep. Yeah. I, actually, when I was looking up like after I read that post and got prickly and hated, I was like looking up like Carissa Bodbrandt and LJ Andrews. Yeah. And I was looking up like self-published authors that are successful. And we're going to talk about this in a second, but some that maybe have moved from self-publishing to traditional publishing. Like I was looking up like, okay, what's what's actually, what was the choice here for these authors? And like both, both Carissa Bodbrandt and LJ Andrews on their web pages or on their blogs, like have explained that it simply was a business decision. They wanted more control over the process. Mm -hmm. And yes, that comes with other challenges, like learning how to market, learning how, you know, to do editing yourself if you do it. Like it it comes with a different learning journey, not any better or worse of a learning journey because Trad has its own learning journey. But like they talked about how they chose self-publishing for very specific business reasons. Mm -hmm. Not because they were like, I don't want to write as good of a book or I don't want to search out like an agent or I'm not getting, you know, I'm not getting the attention that I want. And so I'm going to take, you know, the lesser road. And I just decided that like, I'm never going to be trad published. So I'm just going to publish on like it wasn't they don't paint this picture of like giving Mm -hmm. up on trad publishing and then going the self-publishing route. It simply was they wanted certain amount of things for their business. It aligned mm-hmm. with their business goals. And so they chose that path. And is that how everybody approaches, you know, self-publishing versus traditional publishing? No. But like ultimately that's what it boils down to is it, it's a business decision on what you think would be better for you, better for your books or better for, you know, what whatever yeah. your dreams are. And yeah. it's okay want one thing or another, but don't like, you know, disparage the quality of self-published work when it's just not true. Yeah. No, it's absolutely not true. I think the, you talked about marketing and I think there's this idea, this myth out there that like, it's going to be so much more work to go the self-publishing route over the traditional one. And I don't think that's true either. Like there is something about like, like, yes, you have more control and you are responsible, right, for managing more things. I think that that is fundamentally true. But in terms of like, is it more work, especially in the marketing arena? 
no. (laughs) Like traditional authors also have to market themselves. And I think there's this myth that if you go the traditional route, you just, you won't have to do anything. You just like give your manuscript and your editors just fix it. And then you like, somebody comes up with an incredible cover and then you write incredible book jacket copy and you're never going to have to see it and they're going to market it perfectly. And like, that's not true. Like you really have to, you almost have to fight more for like, what you want and what right. you see for your book. Like you have to speak up more because like somebody else will yeah. control that if you don't make sure that your voice is heard. And so like it's a different kind of work, guys. Like it's not mm-hmm. and you still have to market. Like yes. if that if that's yeah. like your number one reason. Um it's just so silly. Well I feel like it's this so went silly. around Twitter. Like I remember this being a Twitter debate like in 2017. Mm. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but like it was around the time that we met. Like I remember reading full posts that were like, if you – and this, this this is the conflicting part. Like there were some posts on Twitter that were like, a publisher only wants to pick you up if you have over 10,000 followers on Twitter. Ugh. Do you remember that? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, okay, well, that completely get – why? Well, because they want you to tweet at your followers to buy your book. Like that's marketing. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. – but I think maybe 15 years ago when social media didn't exist, yeah, they didn't expect you to go take out newspaper ads. They didn't expect yeah. you to like find out how to get on Good Morning America by yourself, you know? But now that like social media is a thing and the publishing industry is trying to adapt to that – yeah. And figure out TikTok and like having a platform is important to selling your mm-hmm. books. It's not the end of selling your books, it's not the only way to sell your books. But like, I think that's now an expectation on both sides of these paths. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, and I'm not speaking from my own experience because I'm not quite in that space yet with um, the folks that I'm working with. So I just want to make that super clear. But I do know that there are a lot of authors who have spoken publicly about the amount of pressure Mm -hmm. that their traditional publishing houses have put on their shoulders for how they show up on social media, right? So they've even lost control over how they're allowed to show up on their own social media because there are certain expectations for um, the types of ways that they can speak about their books. And, um, and so like, you know, some people might say, oh, well they have guidance, Mm -hmm. you know, and that might be true. And then other people might look at that and say, oh, that's pressure, right? It all comes down to like, what do you want Mm -hmm. in the business of selling your art? Because that's different from writing it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Anyway, I don't think like this idea of a standard of excellence exists. I think like we're all just trying to write great books and there are a lot of different ways to do that. Um, Yeah. So, you know, whatever path makes you happy, go that direction. But the second point that this person had made on their post was um, they quote – and again, another another quote, it's uh, nearly impossible – those are the words, to self-publish and then be picked up by a traditional publisher afterwards. There's a Silly. couple other like there's a couple other things that I problems I have with this statement. The first is that like the idea that if you're going self-publishing to then be picked up fr- by a traditional publisher, like that is the chosen path. Like the idea is still that you end up traditional published. Yeah. You know, like that's mm-hmm. still the end goal that like you're only self-publishing so you can get a following so that traditional will sometimes pick you up. So like I think that's the implied message here is that, you know, you're only going to self-publish because you want to be traditionally published at the end. And that's another kind of like external validation 
inherent message. So number one, I don't think that's true. I think if you want to self-publish and you only want to self-publish, then this shouldn't really matter to you. And like who yeah. cares if a traditional publisher comes to make you an offer uh, because yeah. you, this is your chosen publishing path. Now, uh, on top of that, um, they had said that it was nearly impossible to be picked up, that if you were picked up, it had to be like a unicorn level of book. Um, I Again, like what does that mean? What's a unicorn level mm-hmm. of book? Because there are only like a unicorn level of traditional published books that go viral and successful and like massively mass yeah. produced every single year. So if we're going to pick people, I think any book that goes crazy popular is a unicorn book. That's just how it works. We're not yeah. all Sarah J. Moss, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> or Colleen but, Hoover. Or Colleen Hoover. Um, <laughs> but on top of that, like I mentioned earlier that you and I are connected to a lot of agents and to a mm-hmm. lot of people that work in the publishing space. And really the chatter that I'm hearing right now from agents that I work with is that a self-published author that does really well is actually really, really desirable from a traditional publishing path if they choose mm-hmm. to go that path. Because if you are really good at self-publishing, that includes that you're probably good at the business side of it. And mm-hmm. traditional publishers right now um, are are open to writers who have proven they have understood the business side of writing. Like, yeah. I know I'm, I don't, I can't like tell you the author's name, but I specifically am holding an author in my head right now who is massively popular on social media, who has multiple published books and self-published books. And their books are now being picked up by traditional publishers like hotcakes, not because they're any better or worse than like what else is out there from a quality standpoint, but because this publisher knows that this self-published author understands how to market their books. So I think the the thought that, oh, it's nearly impossible to be picked up is like not true. There are tons of self-published authors who later moved to traditional publishing. Travis Baldry is another mm-hmm. huge example, huge, um, who wrote, God, why can't I, why can't I remember this cozy book's name? Um, Legends uh. and Lattes. Yes. Legends and Lattes. That book started as self-published. It got super popular and then was picked up trad. Like they don't have to be unicorn books, guys, but it also does if you see like so many examples, you start to think, well, it doesn't feel nearly impossible. You yeah. know, like there're just yeah. tons well, of Well, there's examples. also I also want to point out that like even let's say you self-publish a book and like it tanks, right? Yeah. You can still get picked up by trad. They don't yes. care about yes. that. Yeah. They literally do not care. What they care about is the book that you have presented to them. Do they think they can make money off of that? That's what they care about. So you, you can't take the book that you self-publish and then go try to give it to an agent. But if you write another book, like they they literally do not care. Yeah. Um, so like the idea that of that statement is just not true. Like, yeah, you might have a better chance of being picked up if it's super successful, but also even if it's not. Even if it's not. Even if it, yeah, even if it's not. I think if you just keep writing and keep doing your thing, like stu- you'll end up where you want to end up. I mean, yeah. So anyway, I have, that was another one that was like, okay, but let's unpack this because there are a couple attached thoughts to this that are inaccurate. Um, 
lots of examples. And if you wanted to see other authors that started as self-published and then moved to traditional after they got a book deal, like literally all you have to do is Google it because there's tons of examples. Um, yeah. And I Googled it earlier. Um, now the there's last- There's also a lot of people who've gone the other way. The other direction. Go, done exactly. trad and then decided to go self. Yeah, so, I yeah, think totally. I could be so inaccurate, but I think Rebecca Thorne did that. Or like she's been both sure. at one point. There's also like hybrid publishing where your publisher, this is again why this why this point is so inaccurate is because it's not black and white. There are lots of self-published authors who retain the rights to their ebooks, but who mm. sell the rights to their printed copies. Or they, their foreign editions. Or their foreign editions. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what do you call that person? Are they self-published still or did they get a traditional deal? Well, they got a traditional deal, but they still are self-published. They retain their ebook rights for themselves. So it's not black and white and it's not like draw a line in the sand of you have to be good enough to be to go one mm -hmm. way or the other. I think there's so much growth and change going on right now because this industry is struggling. Like trad is struggling a little bit to make their money. There are all sorts of reports of the big five mm -hmm. being down on sales. And so trad is trying to figure out ways to adapt, ways mm -hmm. to find great books, ways to highlight voices they haven't highlighted before. And I think if you have the expectation that like um, you're holding on to these myths that were true 10 to 15 years ago or that maybe weren't even true but that were widely perpetuated mm -hmm. 10 to 15 years ago, you're, you don't have a full understanding of like how everything is working together and how things are shifting. So yeah. I, uh, to that point, you can also change your mind. Like I changed mm -hmm. my mind. I wanted to mm -hmm. be trad and I chose to go self-published for this series. And I might change my mind again in the future. Like you're allowed to make different business decisions depending on where you are at a certain point of time, what you've learned and where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um okay, the last point that this person had made and I'll start to wrap up my rant. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they had written this fairly long post like uh this is why I don't I never want to self-publish. And then they ended it on traditional publishing is my dream. And I was like say less. Like you could have just said that. You could have just said that. If traditional publishing is your dream, more power to you. If you listener really want to be trad published, I fully support you. That is so amazing. Like own it, lead with it. You're allowed to want what you want. You're allowed to be like, yeah. actually, I really can't wait to have Penguin Random House publish my book. Like I used to dream of looking at the spine of my book and seeing <laughs> Tor at the bottom. Like I wanted Tor to publish my book specifically because they published my other favorite books. Like that's what I wanted. If that's yeah. what you want, fuck yeah. Like go for it. Let it be yeah. your dream, but you don't have to like qualify your dream with all these other reasons for why your dream is important to you or like why your dream is the quote, is the right way. Right way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just because you chose one path doesn't mean the other path is wrong. And I think this mm -hmm. comes from both sides. Like there are plenty of yeah. self-published authors who are like, why would you go traditional? I judge yeah. you. Right. Like it comes from both sides and it's just like so unnecessary. Like, yes, <laughs> we all have books. We want them in the world. We want them for our, we want our friends' books to be in the world, right? We support mm -hmm. each other. And whatever, like no single person's path 
looks the same. Whether you go exactly. traditional or self-published, they all look different and all of them are valid. And like, honestly, the, the thing that really, really helped me was talking to other writers who had gone down both paths. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. until you actually hear it from somebody who you know, has had a literal experience trying to do the thing that you're hearing all these rumors about, right? Yeah. It's really hard to like accept that those rumors might not be true. So like talk to your writer friends, yes. talk to the ones who've published, like reach out to your favorite authors. Like mm-hmm. you'd be surprised who would talk to you. Yeah. Um, like there's a v- wide variety of experiences on both these paths. And like you said, in the middle. So mm-hmm. Yeah. The judgments are just not necessary, guys. They aren't. The judgments are not necessary. And like what's so funny to me is that that's exactly how I – what you just said. That's exactly how I switched my mind was talking to other authors on both sides. And like we – you and I work in the same business. We do the same thing. We're book coaches. And we still have different wants and dreams and goals. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. So like you're not – there's take take the competition out of it. Take the – external validation piece out of it take the like and really look at you know what what is it like for other people and what do i want for myself mm-hmm. and then you're allowed to own it you know yeah like just make make those steps like take steps forward to accomplish your dream um and we don't need to like hate on the paths of others or try to tear them down to like validate our own choices yeah. The path that you choose is not indica- indicative of your value as a creator. Exactly. And the path you like, there are no shortcuts, guys. Yeah. Yes. It's putting your art in the world, it takes work. It uh-huh. takes energy. It takes, you know, vulnerability. Like there's no shortcuts. So if you think that one path is going to be easier than another because you're trying to avoid difficulty in some yeah. way, like, I'm sorry to tell you. They're both Rachel hard. And I are, are both have books coming out this year on two very different paths. And they're mm-hmm. just hard, guys. Like yeah. it's just difficult putting some your book babies out in the world and um and packaging it and marketing it, getting it in the hands of readers. Like it's difficult no matter which path you choose. So don't let that be your decision either. Exactly. Say it louder for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I feel like a weight has been lifted off my chest. After I'm I can so rant glad. These are rant episodes. If you love our rant episodes, <laughs> ask for more. <laughs> ask for more. Um, and if you don't, uh, don't don't come at us. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you for thank you for listening. Um, I if you if you see anything out there or if you hear anything out there of like, you know, what are the goods and the bads of this industry? Just like take them all with a grain of salt and all of them, the goods, the bads, take it all with a grain of salt and know that like whichever path you choose, you can do it. Yeah. And y'all stop worrying about this before your book is done. Just stop. (laughs) Yes. Just finish your book. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Then you can make a decision. (laughs) Yes. All right. Awesome. If you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list. Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arts. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night. Link in the show notes. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.